think of your big goal and then try to walk backwards from that, work backwards and see what does it need. Two years later, and it has so many views, so many comments, so many hate comments. A lot of people think that in order to make it on YouTube, the, the thing you need to do is go viral. My guest today is Noor Hanania. She's a young creative from Jordan that started by studying design but ended up following filmmaking. At only 19 years old, she was able to film her first award-winning short film and now she's working on the second one. We talk about her YouTube channel with almost 5,000 subscribers and how getting viral sometimes may be bad for you. We had a very interesting conversation about how to get the most out of the people that inspire you and how to reach your goals, even if those seem unrealistic at the time. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Distance to Destination Show, a podcast where I invite talented people to sit down with me and talk about their dreams, goals, and struggles. Today I have with me Noor. Hey Noor. Hi. What's up? Good, uh, good. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for being my guest. And you're also the first guest uh, being abroad. We're doing this mm. from a distance. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but yeah, mm. <laughs> you're like an experiment. Yeah, happy to be your first abroad guest. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, uh, let us know a little bit about you. Uh, so uh, I'm a YouTuber. I've been for a really long time, uh, since 2011, but I've done so many different stuff, had so many different channels that I never um, had a one focused audience. Only two years ago that I started to focus on one style of content and I'm really becoming serious about this. And right now I am studying in Germany. It's uh, like a one semester exchange program and I'm studying film. I'm hoping to create films, write stories, etc. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Awesome. I didn't know that you had a lot of YouTube channels. I did actually. Uh, like, I at some point I had a channel where like I talked about dogs and training dogs, and I did so many different things. It's uh, ah, <laughs> it's been a long journey. <laughs> okay. Um, recently I saw on your Instagram story a bucket list with I think 10 things mm. 10 uh, things you want to do <laughs> it was yeah. funny because it was written on uh, 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 <laughs> toilet paper <laughs> yeah and I remember um, make a future film um, visit mm. Japan write a book uh, mm -hmm. be on the uh, of the pill podcast so yes this is not of the Peel podcast, but no, you can but see this so as good. a rehearsal. I'm so, happy. Um, so this is a question I ask every guest, um, which is, which is your distance from your destination? Meaning, what is your dream and how far do you think you are from getting there? So which of the things in your bucket list is the first one, which is your dream? Uh, now, the first thing on my bucket list, which I consider like the number one priority for me, is to make a feature film. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I also know that um, I'm not ready yet for that. I know that before I ever attempt to write a feature film, I need to write so many short films and try making so many short films before I attempt to 
go to something so big. And so even though it's the most important, it's not something I can work on now. So right now, what I want to do is short films and focus on growing my YouTube channel. I guess in this moment, in this exact moment, my current uh, distance to destination would be um, getting my YouTube videos out there and having them grow, having more people um, mm -hmm. uh, enjoy them and take some value from them. Okay, awesome. Uh, so how far do you think from a scale to zero to 10, uh, mm -hmm. how far do you think you are from getting there? Um, I have no idea because, uh, I mean, when it, if, if we're talking about the, the feature film thing, mm -hmm. I can imagine that because there are certain steps I can take. But mm -hmm. if we're talking about YouTube, there's no, no way I, I mean, can tell. Yeah, yeah, for the, for the big goal, getting a feature oh, the big film, goal. Okay. how many steps, um, how far away you are. Right now, in my mind, I have this plan for the next like six, seven years, but mm -hmm. I know that... It might not happen because, you know, life doesn't always allow yeah. you to do things exactly as you want. So if this can go as planned, I'm fine with it. I know that eventually I'll find a way. Uh, but for right now, what I'm thinking is after graduating from my current university, I have one and a half years left. Uh, I'm thinking of doing one year of uh, like freelance work, doing freelance mm -hmm. video, freelance uh, filming, editing, and so on. I'd like to... I'd like to use this one year of freelance work to collect some money. And with mm -hmm. that money, uh, do a master's in France at a university for like um, screenwriting, which is mm -hmm. like writing a, a feature film. And I think that when you do this master's, they help you write uh, like the script for a feature film. So I can use that to uh, uh, film my feature film, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and the reason why I chose this specific university is because um, I've read this thing once about like this guy who um, he had an inspiration, like someone inspired him. And so he tried to learn everything that this person who inspired him learned. Mm -hmm. And so he went back and saw who inspired the person who inspired him and so on and so on. Like he just yeah. went back and back. And uh, what I did is that I I opened up and I... I wouldn't say I stopped. I would say like I searched my uh, film teacher on Google yeah. and I saw which, where he learned, like where he learned uh, what he learned. And it was that university. So I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the, that thinking, that way of thinking because, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it, it will work for you to do this, mm -hmm. to learn uh, from how the other person learned. Um, yes. So, uh, which is uh, that person that inspired you? Um, I wouldn't exactly call him an inspiration. It's more that he's well. He was my teacher in back in Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, he taught me uh, the subjects of filmmaking, and he's the one who taught me like the very basic guidelines to writing a short film. Um, and it's it's I I find his method really interesting. Because every time I search online, I never find his method. But mm -hmm. when I watch a film, I can see that method being used. Okay. And so it's interesting that you rarely find people talking about this method. Even in other film schools, not all of them teach this, this, um, this way of thinking. Mm -hmm. But it's there in nearly every single um, good film. So 
I thought that was unique and I really wanted to know more about this. And, um, and it's also um, the same method used by this uh, filmmaker, or I'm not sure, is he a filmmaker or a writer? His name is Robert McKee and he has this book called Story and he explains a similar kind of method but more in depth and detail in that book. Okay. And it's a really good book to learn from, but the thing with learning from books is that you can't ask the book any questions. Yeah. And so that's why I prefer learning from someone right there, yeah. a person. Awesome. Uh, can you tell yeah. us which is that uh, method? Uh, the thing is, I don't think it has a name, but it's basically just a bunch of, a bunch of guidelines. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't call them rules because there's no rules in, in, in writing and creativity, but there's these guidelines that if you use them, they can enhance the way your story is. Mm -hmm. And one example of that is, for example, um, a character throughout the film should discover not what they want, but what they need. And okay. so let's say you have your, your protagonist and your protagonist this whole time is going after what they desire, what they want. Mm -hmm. And it's only towards the end of the film that they find out uh, what's important to them. It's, it's what they need and what, not what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one example of a, of a guideline or a, a rule that can be used and that can be applied to a story. And if you see nearly uh, most movies, you see this happening with mm -hmm. the main character. You see that happening, them finding out what they really need mm -hmm. in, in their life. Yeah, because I mean, I guess because I guess that if they immediately find what they want, it's gonna be a boring movie. <laughs> it's, that's, you know, true. Gonna be that's true. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's like more like guidelines for the story, like how to yes, tell us. Yes. Yes. And it's like. Um, I think that this uh, this guy who wrote the book, Robert McKee, a thing he says is uh, that basically um, I, I'm not sure if I'm 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 just paraphrasing here. This isn't mm -hmm. exactly how he said it because maybe I don't remember it right. But what I understood is that he's saying that um, a film films don't really have like you can't give them uh, a format or something like you can't have like oh this is the box and then build the film in it because then all films would be like each other. They would just yeah. be similar mm -hmm. things um, like each other. Totally. Um, but what he says is that it's basically, this is a structure. You can use it. These are guidelines. You can use them. You can use them to your favor. Um, and the main guideline that I've learned from my own teacher is that always use the words, what if, and then, but if you just mm. use the words, what and no but that's not a story yeah, yeah. if there's no obstacle there's or no, no yeah yeah problem, exactly there is no story there needs mm. to be but or uh, although however you know those mm -hmm. words that really change something for a character yes yes like mm -hmm. i want to do this but this happened yeah. i can't do that yeah, yeah. okay awesome mm -hmm. uh find this really cool so back to your youtube channel Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things that you do really good is storytelling. And Thank you. You also do it in a very fun way, so it's really easy to to watch the whole video. Can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube? My YouTube, okay. Yeah. And thank you for the compliment. That makes me really <laughs> happy. Um, I, uh, I mean, for a really long time, I just sort of did whatever on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, Like when I said I had different channels, I also had different kinds of videos on my channel that I use now. Mm -hmm. At some point, I was like 
doing book reviews. I was doing blogs. I was doing, I don't know. I did so many weird things that have nothing to do with what I do right now. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it just hit me. It was really like this one night. I thought, I mean, if I want to take this seriously, I need to pick one thing. Mm -hmm. I need to focus on it or else I won't, I will never gather an audience with one with like similar interests because if I'm so black, then no one would really focus uh, on what I'm doing. So I thought, what do I want to do? And at the time I thought I would like to do comedy sketches because Mm -hmm. at least with comedy sketches, I can still um, insert some of my own interests into the comedy sketch. And I can also tell a story, which I love doing. Um, And slowly as I was doing these comedy sketching, uh, these comedy sketches, as I was doing them, uh, they started um, turning into something else a bit. Uh, I started thinking of ways to make my videos more like my own, like my own style. And eventually they turned into more of these I don't know how to describe them, but they're like, it's basically me talking about a topic that interests me or bothers me or annoys me. It can be anything. But then I, as I'm talking in this voiceover, I have these acting parts over it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have told me that, oh, your style looks like, you know, Elmo's. You know, Elmo's is no. No. <laughs> uh, Elmo's is a YouTuber who does these really big um planned uh, events or like uh, like let's say for example she did a video where she was like um i invited all of my brother's ex-girlfriends to the house or something like okay. that like she does these big crazy <laughs> things and she edits it in a really fun storytelling type of way and she's pretty amazing mm-hmm. and so some people have told me oh your videos are kind of like Elmo's, and that's a really nice compliment but at the same time, I don't agree with them. I don't feel like my videos are like her at all. Even though I can understand where the, these people are coming from, I think they mean like this, maybe the music, the style of edit, but uh, I actually did not um, know Elle Mills until later on. Mm-hmm. And the YouTubers that I, I really did um, sort of t- take my inspiration from are animation channels. Okay. Um, because what they do is the same thing as what I do, except with animation. They have mm. voiceover, and then they have these acting parts yeah. over it. And I was so inspired by what they did, but at the same time, I knew that I didn't like animation and I didn't want to learn it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how can I do what they do without really animating? Yeah, And basically, my videos are like that. They're like animation channel videos, but real-life version, cool. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I find this to be a very cool way of thinking to find uh, inspiration for from something completely different from your, what you're doing, mm-hmm. maybe, and mm-hmm. apply it to your style, to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, I like that you actually uh, experiment in the beginning. You tried a lot mm-hmm. of things and different videos, and, and at some point along the way, you find uh, what you really wanted to do. And mm-hmm you worked around that niche. So also about your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, I have seen that you have a lot of uh, subscribers, almost 5K. <laughs> and I know that you went viral at some point. Uh, can you tell us about this, the story? Mm, uh, well, basically, um, 
my 15-year-old or 14-year-old self made a <laughs> video about a Pokemon card dispenser. It was basically a toy uh, where you put Pokemon cards in there and then you just press something and they go back up. Okay. And because I was doing so many random videos, that was one of the videos I uploaded, mm -hmm. forgot about it two years later, and it has so many views, so many comments, so many hate comments, so many angry because apparently my Pokemon card fake. <laughs> and a lot of people making fun of me because I said trousers instead of pants. And so okay. just so many hate comments and so many angry people. But at the same time, so many new subscribers. Mm -hmm. So most of these subscribers, I would say about 3,000 of these 4,000 are just from that one video okay. and the sad part is that they are not interested in my new content i never see any of those new subscribers mm -hmm. on on my new content especially when they were subscribing at that time mm -hmm. they just weren't watching the new stuff and i i guess that's because probably most of them were like 10 year olds who were just interested in pokemon and if i had more pokemon videos at the time maybe they might have been interested in my content but I just, I wasn't interested in making that kind of videos and they just hung around as mm -hmm. subscribers, not really doing anything. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about getting viral with a random video. Yeah, and if you're not doing that kind of content, all these subscribers, they're not really going to watch anything else you yeah. make. And it's... they're actually hurting your channel. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people think that in order to make it on YouTube, though the thing you need to do is go viral but mm. if you go viral with any kind of video any kind of topic most people might not stick around yeah. if that's not the kind yeah, of topic yeah. you're always doing unless for some like magical reason your personality is really like charming and they like mm. that and are watching you for that then maybe but yeah. I wasn't that charming talking about the Pokemon <laughs> card dispenser with my fake cards. I was uh, really annoying. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, sometimes we have that idea that we think that this is the correct way, but in the end, mm -hmm. it's hurting us more that because it's yeah. just number in the end. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just a number in the end. And yeah. if this number isn't participating, it's it's just there it's, yeah yeah for for me for example uh, in my videos i really like to see engaging comments uh, mm -hmm. like maybe video has a lot of views but if the other video that has half of those views has uh two or three good comments i mm -hmm. really want to do more videos like this one to have yeah, people to yeah. i think this is the way i also um met you uh, through a comment really? Yeah, I think you that you write. Ah, the, make, yeah. Uh, yes, Probably. I think that you have write a really big comment. And I was like, what? <laughs> because <laughs> normally everyone was like, ah, cool video, nice, and you wrote a really big comment. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I need to talk to that person because. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's funny. I I do like talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you're also addicted on buying and reading books from mm. one of your videos. Um, yeah. Do you also write? I do. I, well, I used to, I kind, I kind of do. Um, for, for, for a long time before I really got into uh, filmmaking, I, what I did was write stories and I tried to go into competitions and stuff like that. 
I wasn't very successful, but I enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. And one of my dreams is to publish uh, or at least write a a book, a novel, mm -hmm. a fiction story. Um, and at some point when I, when I was going to graduate school and I had to decide what I wanted to study, I was like, do I want filmmaking or writing? And for a long time, that was like, ah, what do I do? I was so torn and so like, ah, I don't want to choose one and leave the other. What do I do? And then it just sort of hit me. It's really stupid, but also really smart. I could just very simply write films. Mm. So, I mean... I, yeah, have the, yeah. I have both of them together in, in one thing, and I can still practice both of them. So it was as simple as that. If I like writing, if I like films, write films. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm currently trying to do. But I also still have this dream in the back of my mind that I would still like to write a book because books mean a lot to me. I feel like they are, even though I love filmmaking, but books are closer to my heart than films. Mm. Okay. Um, and I would love to make that dream come true in the years to come. Awesome. When you finish your first book, maybe it will be the book that you will turn into a future film. I don't know. Maybe I can <laughs> adapt my own book into a film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cool. So I think that you have filmed your first short film, uh, very young, like 90 years old. Yes. Um, are you planning to do the, the second one? Uh, yeah, I actually already filmed a second one this past summer. Okay. And right now I'm in the um, post-production phase, which is like the editing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm having a hard time with that, but uh, hopefully I can make it before the deadline. I don't want to mess this up. It was an opportunity and I really don't want it to turn out bad. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. is the deadline? Uh, I'm not sure, but it is in January. And oh. I'm really worried that with like my school projects and with these, um, with the the this like Christmas uh, break yeah. and like all the yeah, I'm just worried that I won't make it. But hopefully I will, and hopefully it won't turn out. Um, I don't know how you say it, but you know when you do something too quick, so it's not yeah as yeah good yeah as in a rush to you... just finish it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So mm, I see. I really hope it. I mean, I did have a lot of time earlier. I had months to finish it. It just was really hard to uh, put together. Um, yeah. And I mean, even though the this is my second film, mm -hmm. it's my first time doing this really almost completely alone. Mm -hmm. It's just me and my friend. We were co-directors, mm -hmm. and uh, we're mostly in charge of how it turns out while mm -hmm. as before it was part of a class and we had a teacher who supervised everything and yeah, helped yeah, us yeah. every step of the way and told us what is best for us you know this time there was no such uh, figure for mm -hmm. us to help direct us in the correct way and that that was the hardest part about it is that we were just like lost in this you space have, of you have the full freedom so you're not sure yeah. where to go yeah and you yeah. have the holder responsibility now yeah it's yeah, it's, a, it's a responsibility exactly and it's um it's a bit scary because mm. especially when the first film was so well received like we got mm -hmm. so many praise for it like oh it's so good and stuff like that did you also so get an award i think yeah yeah we got this uh, award and the Franco Arab Film Festival, mm -hmm. which is a collaboration between like French and 
Jordanian uh, okay. people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, <laughs> we 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 got the award for that, and so because there was so many um, like well received mm. uh, stuff on that film, I'm worried like my second film is gonna be like Yay! yeah yeah. You you want to to have yeah you, people you think that people will have the same expectation to to They get even so better yeah yeah I get that yeah but the worst thing is that now I'm worried I'm doubting myself as a filmmaker because in the first film I had this teacher who was always like over it as mm-hmm. a whole so now I'm worried like that success mine it was uh because i had this teacher because i had classmates who were forced to also work on this this okay. project because because i mean we're a part of a, a class we need to get our credits we need to get a good grade mm-hmm. uh, but this time it was like and it was just <laughs> i don't know how to explain it but it's scary because now i know that if this messes up this is me not the first film if that makes any sense Yeah, it does, but at the same time, yeah, you you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, I get it because probably it will be the same way. <laughs> mm. um, the te- so the teacher uh, was uh, taking all the decisions in the first one, or you had also the freedom. Um, he he wasn't exactly taking the decisions. The um, now basically what we did in class is that. At the beginning of the semester, everyone had to come up with the idea for a story, mm-hmm. uh, and we all we in the end we voted for two, and we split up in two groups to create these two films. Okay, and my story was one of those. Mm-hmm. So um, this one story, its main idea was my idea, but a lot of the small elements that were in it were encouraged by my teacher mm-hmm. so he would basically he would read what we had so far and he would be like this point here that doesn't work think of something else you know okay and so when i was writing my new film i did not know which point i needed to rethink mm-hmm. or how he never told me what to do but he was always like this right here this yeah, does yeah, not yeah. work it just doesn't think of something else and i would keep on thinking until he's like yeah that's fine in this new film i would be like I don't know wh- how to correct myself. Yeah. I don't know where where the the cliche parts are or where the really weak parts are. Yeah. And I did have um, like a, a kind of supervisor. I had uh, um, someone who supervised the story, but uh, she wasn't um, as involved as when mm. like you were in a teacher and a classroom yeah, yeah, and you yeah. see each other nearly every day mm-hmm. and. You talk nearly every day. Day. This other supervisor, she was really good and really nice, and she really encouraged me and helped me. But I had seeked out her help, and she's she's really busy, and mm. um, she can only offer me like one or two or how many like three sessions where we we talked about it through email, and then the last session we met face face to face for the first time. Yeah. So it's not as involved as like when you have this whole semester with a teacher you're seeing nearly every day. And he's really into it. Yeah, and yeah, I see. You know? And also, I think that what he did is more from experience because he had the experience to mm. see those things and know that yeah. it will not work when you don't because you don't already yeah. have the experience. So you will probably learn this along the way. The more short so. films that you will do, 
um mm-hmm. i think that you, you will understand it mm-hmm. more I and even if you make a mistake on this one um and you realize it and you realize it later i think it will help you on the third one on the fourth one i yeah yeah i hope so really and i really hope that uh by making this film without that much supervision mm-hmm. uh, then i can finally say oh this is purely all my yeah. mistake yeah yeah because with my first film i'm proud of it but i don't i can't feel like i can say like oh this is purely my yeah definitely um you know mm. it's not purely mine yeah, yeah if that makes any sense even now if the second teacher helps you that much on, you know, mm-hmm. on the second film it's gonna be again the same thing mm-hmm. and something some, some Sometimes we need to make mistakes in order to yeah we to do learn do. because if every time someone else telling you that this is not mm. correct you will never really learn it because you will expect That's from true. someone else to tell you. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing. It is. It is. It's just a, a bit scary because yeah. they happened in this order. Also, I would like to ask you which is your biggest fear. Uh, my biggest fear. Yeah. It depends. Do you mean like in regular life or with my work? Whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, general, your biggest fear. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that in my, like in, in my subconscious, I know it, but I've buried it really, really <laughs> deep. <laughs> so I really need to, uh, I mean, one of my fears is, going back to the person I was before I gained um, the confidence that I have right now. Oh, okay. So at some point, I I found it really hard to talk to other people. And I found it really hard to raise my voice. And I guess a part of me, uh, a part of me is afraid that I would go back to being that. But then another part of me knows that that's just not possible. Mm hmm. But then there's the, the irrational yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you're scared to be again that person that was yeah, afraid to yeah, talk. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, how did you get over it? Get over, over what? The fear of talking to other people and raise your voice. Um, it was a mixture between different things. And I'm not going to take all the credit because it wasn't all me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a mixture between... Uh, my environment changed, so it was easier to change mm-hmm. who I am a bit. Um, it's like you know when you're you're in school, um, and like every day you you come in with the same appearance. It's really hard to come in one day with a different appearance because everyone will have an opinion, and everyone will like all the attention will be on oh, you. Oh yeah, you know? I see. Like so you're when different you're in the now. same yeah. environment <laughs> all the time, and you're always doing the same thing, doing something different. We'll give we'll get so much attention okay. so if your environment changes like let's say you go to a different school or you go to college or you go to a different work mm-hmm. uh, it's easier to go as something a bit different because no one really knows how you were before yeah i see and sometimes i'm also afraid like am i faking it is this like a fake me but then when i think about it this is who i was all the time with my family i was just too afraid to be this with other people outside yeah. of my family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now that it's becoming a bit easier it's it's, it's nice it's really nice and mm. it it needs a lot of uh, it actually needs a lot of practice you need to make yeah. yourself mm-hmm. say things to people sometimes you need to be like today i'm gonna 
say good morning to everyone or like today yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to this person and i'm gonna ask them how their day is going and so on you kind of need to force yourself at first before it becomes uh easier yeah definitely so yeah i am like mm -hmm. this <laughs> i don't really share my feelings and my thoughts mm -hmm. so much even with my family so mm -hmm. yeah i found out that youtube definitely helped me <laughs> because okay. now now i share more things with even strangers that i mm -hmm. wouldn't do before so mm -hmm. yeah de definitely practice doing it more and more yeah it helps yeah yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I think YouTube was also a reason, uh, like one of the reasons why I was able to to do it as well, because mm -hmm. I was doing YouTube at the, at the time. And I think it helped me too, because uh, YouTube was one of the places where I could just be like, blah, 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 about this and that. Yeah. Talked about whatever I wanted. Yeah. So what was the biggest struggle on the first film you faced? The first film. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely the writing process, mm. um, especially with such a strict teacher and he was really honest and blunt about his feelings. Mm -hmm. He never like, um, he would never tell you something is nice if it isn't, mm -hmm. which is amazing actually. Mm. I, I, I don't really like it when teachers just tell you you're doing a good work yeah. and, and, you know, and just don't help you improve. And I also don't like it when teachers tell you something is bad without telling you how to improve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, this one teacher, he was really honest and maybe sometimes even mean, but at least he gave he gave you something to work with mm -hmm. when you when you were doing something that that just wasn't working. So the writing process was really hard. It took so much time to think and so much time to develop. And what else was hard? Um, I mean, I, I guess that's it. That it's it's the writing process. It took so much effort. But your story got choose to be the one in the film, so I guess that yeah, you're good I at writing. <laughs> so excited about that, really. So yeah. Excited. But even at the point where we voted on the stories, the stories weren't complete yet. Mm -hmm. So even after that, you I still had to work, work more. some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest thing that I learned during that time is that um, your idea never stops. Uh, developing until the entire project is done mm. sometimes we think that just because there's the like let's say um the brainstorming process and then the doing process that does not mean that the developing stops yeah did you like, change because, hmm? did you change things uh the moment you were shooting no 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 we didn't do that because that's also another important thing that i learned it's that you kind of need to plan everything before mm -hmm. the shoot or else you'll just be yeah. really in trouble. I saw, because it's just, uh, I saw a video with uh, the backstage yeah. when you're filming and I saw that you were filming the things with a DSLR, for example, and then uh, you went and really filmed it. So you already had uh, yeah. the yeah, scenes yeah. and everything ready. Yes, yes. And that's important because uh, also another thing I learned is that uh, during the shooting day, Especially if you don't have equipment and you have to rent it, pay money for it, you yeah. have a very limited amount of time. Like, let's say we only rented it for 48 hours. That's only two yeah. days that we have to work it with It gets them. expensive. <laughs> it gets expensive. And yeah. if you're thinking about doing something or you didn't plan something, you're wasting even more time yeah, on yeah, set. Yeah. And 
when you're so stressed, you don't really think straight, you know? Yeah, you can't yeah. think creative exactly. Mm-hmm. So everything needs to be planned and done and finished before the filming. Yeah. Um, but as for the writing development, what I meant is that even when you're like, even when you're out there casting the actors, that does not mean that the writing stops. Even when you have mm. this actor and he's there, the writing can continue and this actor can even inspire a new idea. Yeah, and, and so change on. a little bit. And maybe you need to change the script because of that specific person and personality. Yeah. 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 So I understand that you have in your mind the steps you need to do to get to your goal. And I like this because it's like you have a plan. Um, what difficulties you are facing right now in order to get there? Um, the thing is, um, even though I have a plan, I know that it's not guaranteed 100%. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that, yes, maybe I can go to this like prestigious university, maybe I can learn from it, but this, that does not guarantee that I will actually be able to write this uh, feature film that I want to write just because I did that. Mm-hmm. Even if I did all of these things, I still might not be able to write that and figuring fig- figuring that out, how I will be able to write the story and the hardships that comes with that, that's the hard part. And that's what I need to figure out once I'm, once I'm doing that. Yeah. And I know that it might take even longer than than I expect. I might mm-hmm. need to write for years and years. I might not find the money in time. I might not even learn what I wanted to learn. Or mm-hmm. even if I learn it, it might not give me what I was hoping it would give me. Uh, yeah, so yeah. even though there's a plan, it's just not 100% guaranteed. And I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because as long as I'm still practicing my cre- creativity in one way or another, whether it's through YouTube or through writing short stories or something, um, I'm, I, I'd still be happy and I know I'd be trying and going on my way to the yeah. destination. Cool. Um, yeah, but definitely you have the right mentality because you, you're just because you're not just going blindfolded towards your goal. You, mm-hmm. have in, you, you have in mind what you need to do. And I really like to do this to break down my big goal to smaller ones so it's easier to get there Mm. so instance if you want to uh, do a future film uh, you need to write it so you need to Mm. write a good story so maybe if you write 10 smaller good stories Mm -hmm. you can write that big one so yeah or even you mentioned that you need uh, a specific amount of money to go to that Mm. uh, to do your master uh, Mm -hmm. in france so even this it's if you know exactly how much you need then mm. you need you then you know that i need to gather that much money to get there it's not like uh like an idea i need to have money to go there it's like this is the exact mm. amount that i need so it's easier mm. in your mind to process it and to know that i need to do this this and this and yeah it's also easier because if you have a, yeah. a b- really big goal it's like um i don't know if i can do this but if you break it down to 10 smaller goals it's like hmm, maybe this is doable now i can that's do those true. 10 things yeah that's true if you i guess if you like think of your big goal and then try to walk backwards from that work mm-hmm. backwards and see what does it need mm-hmm. what does it really need and then like you said break them into these smaller steps then you can just 
achieve them step by step and yeah. even your mentality will feel better because yeah. every time you achieve one step it feels like exactly really closer to that yeah. goal and if there's no steps it just feels like you're walking around yeah. there and in a, in a desert and you have no idea when you're going to reach the yeah, yeah, yeah. civilization maybe you you're getting maybe you're doing process but you don't mm. know it so it's like yeah you're not sure how mm. and when you get there so yes yeah So you want to get to that specific school because your teacher was there and you mentioned yes. in the beginning that you're trying to um, understand what uh, your teacher had learned and from where and to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so for example, like remember when I was talking about how in the first film um, he would point out where the wrong things are and he would just have this Uh, it's like he has this big library uh, in his mind of what is has been overused and what is unique or new, and uh, this sort of like um, immediate understanding of what feels weak and what what feels strong. And um, I thought that perhaps maybe he learned that from the place where he learned how to make phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I'm hoping that they could give me what they gave him. And I know that probably they're not the only place that gave him that. I'm sure that he spent so much time watching films on his own and analyzing mm-hmm. them. But I'm hoping that taking that step too will be like a, a step forward for me. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of your, like a mentor for you? That person? I guess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call him an inspiration in life, not that way, never, but <laughs> but an inspiration in filmmaking, in writing mm-hmm. stories, then definitely, yes, uh, 100%. He is the first person and so far the only person I've met who uh, I'm really interested in his way of thinking about stories and writing them. Mm-hmm. Most uh, other uh, the people I've met, they... They don't seem to go that in depth uh, in, into the, the kind of thing that I like, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know how to call it, but which is um, not very Hollywood-like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's more European? Or yes. Like... No, I mean, um, the style that I, I want to go for yeah, yeah, yeah. is not very Hollywood, Hollywood-like. But then most of the people that um, are are into the um, the filmmaking process and the story writing that I've seen or met, they're into that. And mm-hmm. this teacher is the only one I've met who's um, who's working on the the other the other kind yeah. of style, you know. And I'm I'm really interested in that. And there's just not that many people or as many people who 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 are interested in dabbling in that kind of style. The I don't know, independent style or the, yeah. I'm not sure how to explain it, but um, it's just different from the movies that we see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if yeah, 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 I see. Any other person that uh, inspired you? A person who inspired me. Uh, there is someone who inspires me, but I've never met this person uh, personally. His name is uh, Stephen McCrane, mm-hmm. I think. Is um, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100 sure because I I've only read his name uh, and I've never heard it so I'm not sure if I say okay. it correctly. 
so Stephen McCrane is a, a comic book uh, writer and illustrator. Mm-hmm. And he did this comic uh, called Space Boy on Webtoon. And it's definitely my favorite comic. Such a beautiful story. Really, really, really beautiful art. And uh, he really inspires me because not only is the story just so... How do I explain this? It's just, it's a really good story. (laughs) It's a really good story. And recently he released another comic that's called The Art of Being an Artist, where he gives these tips on um, going towards your goals as a creative person. Mm -hmm. He talks about his own personal experience as an artist, but it can also be applied if you're any kind of creative. And the things he says in the wisdom he gives um it's really interesting and there's a lot to learn from him he's just a great guy um he always responds to his fans he always shows like fan artwork he's just overall really nice and really interesting cool awesome can we talk about you yeah if you want to ask anything yeah (laughs) all right this is your biggest fear in life (laughs) (laughs) i would say uh public speaking Mm, I agree. I actually agree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because yeah, I I I don't know if many people have this. I think, but I don't have fears like uh, uh, usual fears like mm. um, heights or I don't know spiders or something like this. <laughs> I love skydiving. I love extreme things. So I don't mm. know. But I have other kind of fears, like public speaking. Mm. Public speaking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to get there. Actually, I want to fa- face that fear at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So now you're studying in Germany. Uh, yes. What's the difference between being in Germany and Jordan? Oh, there's a lot of differences. The first one is that there's not much traffic. There's so many, uh, so many, uh, so much traffic in Jordan, oh, okay. and over here, uh, going from place to place is just really easier. So mm. much nicer. You can ride the transportation easily, um, which is uh, um, not something you can easily do in Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite thing about Germany: is <laughs> how easy it is to move. Mm-hmm. However. Food is much better in Jordan. Much, okay. much better. <laughs> <laughs> so we are closer to the end. Where oh. people can find you? People can find me on my YouTube channel, Barkmore Z. Link in the description. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can also find me on Instagram. I think that's the most social media that I am interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's basically it. Cool. Do you have a website? A website? I have a portfolio, but it isn't exactly a website. It's just more of a showcase of uh, some of my work outside of YouTube. Okay. So there's my portfolio. It's, uh, I don't know the link. I will have the link. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, And what else? I I do have a Twitter, but I'm not really active on there. If you'd like to send me something, then Instagram or YouTube is the place to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, one more thing that I will do with every guest is ask them three fast random questions. You can oh, answer okay. fast or you can explain later uh, more about it. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, first one, which is the book that everyone should read? 
Uh, okay, a book that everyone should read. <laughs> I don't have all my I don't have all my books here, but hmm. The thing is, every book I, it's coming to my mind. I feel like not everyone would be interested in. Um, Maybe the one that uh, inspired you or changed your life in a way. Oh, I'm t I'm taking so much time thinking about this. I feel like I need to choose like the right book. <laughs> Um, okay, choose three. <laughs> what? Choose three. The first three that pops in your mind. Me that pop in my mind. Uh, Sophie's World, The Little Prince. Um, hmm. A Little Life. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't know the first and third one, but I know the second one. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. The Little Prince. Yeah. And, it's, I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have it. Uh, I had it in France, so yeah. Oh yeah, it's really popular over there. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, which uh, I don't. Sophie's know, World. Yeah, I don't know what this is. It's a very simple introduction to philosophy, mm -hmm. uh, but framed in a fiction novel or story. So it's basically if you want to get interested in philosophy and you're not that into it. You can read this book, and it's like this very simple introduction in the history of philosophy, mm. but uh, in the way of a story. So basically, okay. this girl, she keeps getting letters, and these letters have lessons in them, but also things are happening in the girl's life. Okay. So it's, it's a really interesting read for someone who okay. wants to get it's, into that. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to start. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, the second question is... Um, one random thing about you that you're good at it don't need to be about work or writing or something like that a random thing that you're very good at a random thing that i'm good at the hockey table oh really <laughs> awesome <laughs> i love that thing <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> air hockey yeah. Uh, yeah at some point i wanted to buy one <laughs> really yeah <laughs> and play with, with who with everyone that comes in my okay. house and i wanted to build it actually to be a table so it will have a wooden uh cover so you can have it uh, like a dinner table but you can remove it and play so and like, i maybe should do this <laughs> you know if, if you ever get a hockey table you should have a section in your podcast where you're like <laughs> now we play hockey and answer questions <laughs> <laughs> ah, that will be cool. <laughs> yeah, like ching ching. Yeah, I will do the fast questions there, and they need to yeah. answer where they're playing. Yeah, like, you have to answer oh, before that's you so get cool. a goal in. <laughs> that's a very cool idea. <laughs> cool. And the third one, uh, which is your favorite movie? I have so many favorite movies <laughs> for every category. Can I can I say them all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I like Roma. Mm -hmm. I like. Um, Son of Rambo. Mm -hmm. I like the Joker, mm -hmm. the new one. Yeah. I I have a list actually. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list that's called film collection, and then I have sub sub lists in it, which are like Master okay. Master. Oh, The Life of Others. Mm -hmm. Amour. Amour is really good. Yeah, those those are my favorite films. Awesome. Cool. So thank you for being my guest. Thank you for bringing me on your podcast. <laughs> Happy to have you here. Awesome. 
And thank you for being with us until the end. I'll see you in the next one.